It's the top ten plays of 2021 for Old Dominion football on the On the Road with the Monarchs podcast, season one, episode two. Special collector's edition. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Ted Alexander, Andy Mishaw, James Witham, Eric Bohannon here to talk about the top ten plays of the year. You think about how many plays there were ten. in any football season, and we have to whittle it down. The, the tiring task of whittling it down to a top ten. You know how many painstaking hours this took? And back and forth. There were maybe, maybe a few tears, maybe a little bit of bloodshed. Official ballots. But, yes, this was, this was something that was painstakingly just washed, that, that was just over for so long. And a lot of fun to reminisce of these great plays. <laughs> I have no idea what that was. Here's the thing. How do you do a top 10 plays, all right? Because what are the criteria? What, what are you looking for? Because you don't have 10 game-winning field goals. You don't have 10 you know, walk-off INT pick sixes, that type of stuff. So how do you determine the top 10 plays of the year? We'll go around. James, no, we're going to come to you last because he's shanked that last one. Andy, <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> James, he, James called it 20. Uh, Andy, what do you think of when you think of the plays of the year? What goes through your mind? Well, they don't all have to be game-winning, but they do have to be important. They have to change momentum or spark something or change something for the Monarchs in a good way, in a way that would not have happened had that play not had happened. Whoa. Uh. <laughs> it's like looking in a mirror in a bathroom and you see 80 mirrors. Whoa, that, was, uh, that blew my mind, young man. Eric? I agree with Andy. The first thing, importance. It has to have made a key impact in the game. The second thing is memorable. It has to be something off the top of your head. You say, yep, I remember that play from that game. That was important. That was a big play. That's where I use my top ten plays for. I'll add the word unique into that, too. It has to be something that you just don't see all the time. It has to be something special. And, boy, did we have a lot of that this year to choose from. James picked all four two-point plays. <laughs> Come on. Well, I, I, how often do you see that? Well, three of them made it. Anyway, uh, it also has to do with the on-air sound. If Ted sounds like an idiot calling the play, I don't give a damn if it was a great that, play. That it's actually, that actually disqualified, that disqualified quite a few plays. Oh, my God. Oh, look at the first shot fired. Well done. Oh, my goodness gracious. And well, we're off. What we're going to do is we're going to count down the top ten plays, but like the idiots we are, we couldn't come up with only ten <laughs> plays. So we have several honorable mention. And this isn't. An, uh, we aren't going to roll the game tape on the entire season. That would be giving everybody a trophy. We don't believe in giving everybody a trophy because each of these plays, the four honorable mention plays and the top ten plays, were really epic plays for a number of different reasons. And here's how it's going to work here. We're going to announce the play. James is going to hit a button. We're hopefully then going to hear the play. Then we'll react to the play. Do we, do we like that? I think we, we could possibly execute that. It all comes down to James's ability to do this. Oh, boy. James has, has a whole bunch of things going over there. He's got the laptop and phones all over the place and little things with dials and buttons and buzzers and all these types of things. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to begin this, and this will kind of set the tone for everything. We're going to begin with our honorable mention plays of the year for Old Dominion football. And we begin with a young man who, who came in with all the headlines uh, for the year as he was a transfer from the University of Central Florida. DJ Mack, the quarterback, taking over a run pass threat Andy suffered an injury when he was at UCF and 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 uh, hopes were high for this young man yeah and 
nobody knew what you were going to get out of him. You thought that it was going to be the offense was going to be built around him because they wanted a rushing attack, and you need a good rushing quarterback to set up that read option attack. And he didn't really have it all the time, but when he did have it, boy, did he have it. He had some playmaking ability indeed. He comes with in uh, with honorable mention. Play number one, DJ Mack against Buffalo. DJ Mack is ready to see if he can execute a play that will get him half the desired distance. Runs up in the pocket, runs out of there, has a man, keeps it himself inside the 25. DJ Mack to the 20. Mack cuts it back. DJ Mack, touchdown Old Dominion. There's a play from Mack. Oh, that was all DJ Mack. I mean, he got some good blocks downfield, but he should have been tackled about four times on that run. Oof. What a play from D.J. Mack, a 42-yard touchdown against Buffalo. He started the first six games of the year, 859 yards passing with five touchdowns, seven interceptions, 170 rushing yards, six touchdowns out of those rushes. And that was the play we talked about had to have an impact. That was the play. Yeah, they lost that game, but the momentous comeback started with that play. That's what got him sparked. You talk to players after the game, you talk to players couple of days later they said yeah when he broke that run that got everybody's juices going and they, they really picked up the energy off of that and that shows you that when dj mack can make that quick decision just how dangerous he could be and when you get him in space look out one of the things about him before we get to you eric is the fact that he was starting for the first time in a while playing with a bunch of guys that hadn't played in a while or had never played and so the drops and those types of things were working against him as we grade him overall for his first half of the season. It was tough for everybody in the early goings. And, Ted, you mentioned the six rushing touchdowns for D.J. Mack. He's still in the top ten in rushing touchdowns yeah. for Conference USA. That He's tells, second on the team for yeah, rushing touchdowns. You know, and that that's pretty impressive. D.J. Mack's 42-yard touchdown run versus Buffalo. Honorable mention play number one. Honorable mention play number two. At the other end of the season, against Charlotte's and one of the sixth-year guys, you've always loved these guys, Eric. You've worked with them for a long, long time, and you love seeing them make plays. Man, JoJo Heaton's been here for such a long time, such a great kid. His dad's a high school head Celebrated coach. Celebrated his mom's 50th on Kaufman yeah. Mall in the pregame show. His dad's a high school head coach um, in Pennsylvania. Didn't play for his dad. Played against his dad. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so, great story, and it's great to see him come up on senior day with this play. And, Andy, we remember Charlotte was rocking and rolling to start oh, yeah, that they, game when both teams were playing oh for Oh, my God, they're cutting through us like nothing, man. Honorable mention playing number two, JoJo Heaton with the INT. Reynolds to throw. Looking over the middle. Throwing over the middle. Pass is going to be intercepted. Intercepted by JoJo Heaton, the senior. On the far side at the 20, the 30. JoJo Heaton cuts it inside at the 45. To midfield. JoJo Heaton has the convoy. Will he go coast to coast? One man to beat. Heaton in the middle of the field. Trapped up at the last moments by Ryan Carrier. Oh, the hustle from Carrier. The pick from Heaton. And this place is alive for the first time. JoJo Heaton. Longest interception return in ODU history, and give that Charlotte dude credit for it's coming a tight back. in. Oh, yeah. Now, now jo- JoJo's taking a lot of heat for not getting <laughs> all the way in there, and maybe if he'd, he'd found the, the straight line between the two points thing, uh, it would have worked differently. But that guy made a heck of a play. JoJo, what a great play. Well, Ted, what I love about your call is you say he has one man to beat. That one man to beat was not Ryan Carrier. No. He, he came <laughs> from the other side. And like we said, JoJo stays to the right and he scores, but what a play.
Mm. One of the honorable mentions. He's a six-year senior, 51 tackles, two interceptions, one fumble, and that's the longest interception return in Old Dominion University football history. We're in the honorable mention phase of our ODU football top 10 plays of 2021. Coming up with our third of four honorable mention plays, because it's that kind of show. Uh, it's down in Miami. <laughs> Monarchs had the offense cooking, and this is a guy that's you know perhaps symbolizes a lot of guys when you're injured and you aren't part of the team-ish, and you're on the sidelines and you aren't practicing, but you're trying to rehab and you're trying to get back there, and you know you can make plays if you're given the opportunity and if your body will let you. Yeah, it, it, it's so frustrating for these guys, and they want to be out there, they want to compete, and they. You can't rush it, though, because if you try to rush it, and it's going to make it worse, and you know your team is hurting, and you really want to get out there and help them. And when you get the chance, though, and he did, he finally got the chance, and it was one quick little slant, and, and that's all it took. And just a little note about Darius Savage, our player with this play. He was a walk-on when Ricky Ronnie got here. We didn't play football in 2020, but he showed enough to Ricky Ronnie to get a scholarship before the 2020 season. We didn't play but he has a scholarship before oh, do you you've ever played a game for Ricky Ronnie as a head coach. Honorable mention, play number three, ended up being the longest touchdown play of the year for Old Dominion University from Darius Savage, a 63-yard TD against FIU. Third down and six, bring Page in motion to the near side. Defensive back comes with him. Wolf back to throw over the middle, wide open. Savage, first down and more across midfield. Darius Savage, he's going to go coast to coast. Savage shedding tacklers into the open water. Touchdown, Old Dominion. 63 yards. They brought the house. Wolf saw it, and it's the easy slant to Savage, who broke one tackle and took off. You know, I was thinking I was saying that. It says on our sheet here, Darius Savage, 63-yard touchdown versus FIU. Wolf has to figure that out and get the ball where it needs to go. And I don't care if it's an easy throw, a hard throw, you still have to make the throw. Yeah, he got that out in a hurry because he knew they didn't have the numbers to block up front. And as a receiver, if you know they're coming hot, you don't have a lot of time to be dancing around. You have to know where you're going. you got one shot to make a move to get open. He did it, and then he made a great move on the safety. He was a little late coming over, and then there's nobody behind him. And boy, did he put some good moves on that last bit of that run, too, to get into the end zone. And again, it was just so good to see him get back in there and not just do that, but get into the end zone. And the offense was savage that day, as far as I'm concerned. Cooking with a big blowout win against FIU. You know, he gets, well, cre- well, he gets credit for uh, taking the at bat. He gets credit for taking the at bats, and I, I love that. He, but it's just fouled it off. It's all of it. He fouled it off his foot, though. I'm just kidding. It's, li- I'm not, it's like the team. They got off to a rough start. He's this still year. not back in the box. <laughs> We're in the honorable mention portion of our ODU football top oh, good, 10 so we play for 2021. <laughs> All right, he's back in the box. James no, is still warming up. <laughs> these are honorably mentioned plays. Hey, here's one of the one of the heroes of this year's uh, Monarch team, a redshirt sophomore, didn't play all 12 games, only played in 10 games, and he'd get over a thousand yards in those 10 games. And just a guy that's turned the Monarchs in in a certain standpoint uh, into a running team. And he's a fighter. You just gotta love how much of a fighter that he is and Blake Watson I mean you could tell that he wanted this but his offensive line wanted this too you got to give a lot of credit to the offensive line that really played well down the stretch yeah he's a guy I said it a couple times this year I mean you sort of call him the ghost because he's 
He's a little back that doesn't run like a little back. He finds ways to just sort of walk through walls. There's, there's no hole there, yet somehow he finds a way to get through it. And then he runs downhill. He does not run like a small back when he gets down to there. A lot of big-time plays out of Blake Watson, who goes over 1,000 yards in this rush. It's our final honorable mention play of 2021. And you hand it off to Watson. Watson comes near side, up the middle, across the 30, spins to the 35-yard line. Blake Watson breaks into the clear at the 50. The 40. Watson into Charlotte territory, finally ridden out of bounds at the 30. How about that for third and 16? Well, they are begging you to run it with that defensive setup. Only three down linemen, and they're spread out looking for a pass rush. (laughs) And, hey, give it to the guy who's led you here all the way, and you never know. Blake Watson, I believe, has just gone over the 1,000-yard mark. He becomes just the second Monarch in history to reach that plateau. Ray Lowry did it twice. He did it in 2015 and 2016. And, Eric, one of your jobs during a ball game is knowing exactly when these things happen. Your text hit my buzzer before he hit the (laughs) turf right there. That was incredible. I was on the field, and I saw him break it. And I knew it was going to be close anyway. I saw him break it. The text went. The phone went off, and I'm glad you heard it. Eric's so excited, he runs right up to me, grabs me on the shoulder, and says, that's the 1,000 yards right there. <laughs> and James goes, what do you mean 1,000 yards? Uh, anyway, we got the uh, information on there, and that wraps up the honorable mention portion. All really good plays. And we, we could have 50 plays here. Uh, but the computer, you know, the space of the recording on the computer just wouldn't, wouldn't handle that. <clears throat> now it's time to get to the top 10 plays, isn't it? That's a foul off your phone. That, that's it. <laughs> So I'm not a bat anymore. That's good to know. Okay. Andy's throwing a lot of pitches over here. I'm he has stepped the into out. the fire. Uh, top ten plays of the year. Again, when we talk about our criteria, importance of the play, epicness of the play, the on-air sound of the play, and whether we could find the highlight. <laughs> <laughs> Most importantly. <laughs> not necessarily in that order. By the way, shout-out to Richie Somerville yes. of uh, ESPN Radio 94.1, our flagship radio station, uh, who does a great job editing these highlights all the time. And without Richie, we'd just be – sitting around looking at each other, not saying a damn word. So let's get to the top ten plays of 2021. Again, you heard the criteria, and we begin with number ten. Number, number ten! Nick Saldaveri, the motion, fumble recovery versus Charlotte. The gut. Blake Watson is inside the five, lunges, football on the ground, and it's covered! Covered for a touchdown, and they say he was down. That's Saldaveri who came up with it for Old Dominion. Well, once that he's down, once that it's a touchdown. I think they're going to give it to him. Ruling on the field is a touchdown for Nick Saldaveri. How about it? Number 10, Saldaveri, the offensive lineman, the redshirt sophomore, in a scoreless ball game. Monarchs are going down, and they're trying to cash in and take an early lead, and Watson fumbles, but Saldaveri is there. That was off the other honorable mention play, off the interception that set it up. Yeah. Nick says that's his first touchdown ever in any level of football all the way up until that. He also said it was the first time he's ever seen a big man touchdown in person, and he got to be a part of it. So, I mean, that makes it even better. And we talk about the importance of the play. Just think if, if Charlotte recovers that, it's a touchback in the end zone. They get the ball in the 20. It's a whole new ball game. Monarchs go up 7 nothing, then 24, uh, 14, then 21. If that's a touchback 0-0, Charlotte was driving the ball early. Who knows what happens? And it it kind of happens because Nick did such a good job because on that play. He blew his guy out. Yeah, on that play, he's sealing off one on 
chipping and sealing off one edge, his gap, and then he's going to the second level to block that linebacker, and he blocked him into the end zone, and he sees Blake coming over his shoulder, and then he sees it, the ball just squirt free in front of him. He goes, oh, that's not, that's not good. And he just jumps right on it, and it's just right at his feet. If you want to learn more about Nick Saldaveri, go to odusports.com. Look up the Max for the Minium. Uh, Harry did a really nice job with Nick, who lost his dad early, and just his mom's done a great job. And great kid and a great moment right there coming in at number 10, the fumble recovery for a touchdown versus Charlotte. Now we are up to the next play, and this was uh, part of a just a, a crazy game. We talked about it earlier as, as arguably the wackiest game we've ever been around. And this is where we talk about the game before we get to the player, right, gentlemen? I said hand. <laughs> <laughs> what more that, can that, you really that, that's say? The kind, that's the kind of insight we have. Here that's, that's, <laughs> and then he said and. <laughs> that's really good. No, but I mean, this one is is one of those that turns kind of starts to turn the game around a little bit against FAU. They're starting off. It's a back and forth kind of game, and I mean, this defense has played outstanding up to this point in the year, but. They didn't get a lot of turnovers, and now they were starting to get turnovers, and they're starting to force plays, and they get them backed up, and they put FAU on their own goal line, and you got to finish them off when they're on their own goal line. If you're old and you think of Marcus Haynes, you think of a fabulous dribbler of Harlem Globetrotters type of career. He had his own own circuit uh, against the the uh, the Globetrotters, but this Marcus Haynes, Eric, one heck of a player. He's twitchy. He's got the, that ability to rush, rush the passer, and when it's second and long, third and long, and he has the ability to, to drop back his feet and rush the passer, he can get after it. He can make a big problem for uh, offensive tackles, and FAU, he had his way. At play number nine. Number, number nine. nine! Safety versus FAU, number one. On this second down and eight play, turns and fakes the handoff, and he's looking to throw, and he's going to go down to the end zone! Safety! Old Dominion! I'll take care of that. This offensive line for FAU has had problems in protection, and Old Dominion knows it, and they've got their defensive pass rushers ready to come and get some. Half the roster, Andy, in there on Perry in the end zone. He didn't have a chance. Safety number one versus FAU. Monarchs were down 3-0 at the time. That safety brought them to within 3-2, and the Monarchs would add another safety against FAU to – Turn a 3-2 game into a 4-3 game. Sequoia McDuffie was rushing Nikosi Perry. Perry kind of got a little scared in the pocket, threw it into the third row, wasn't out of the pocket. McDuffie, given the sack, the intentional grounding, Monarchs, another safety, go up 4-3. You finished eating over here? I mean, he's, he's chomping around, like, and he's moving it, his it's mic. Like he's and chewing, it's like, come on. It's like he's chewing on, you know, sunflower seeds it's in the dugout. A, this isn't. A we, pacifier, we, Andrew. We, th- we thought that the game was at the bud based on the score, but you know, maybe, maybe we are at the bud. That was safety, uh, the, the play number nine, as we count down the top ten plays of the 2021 season. Andy will come up with a comeback in the next 20 minutes. At number eight, a play that head coach Ricky Ronnie did not include in his top ten. We asked him the top ten, and he said he just couldn't do this one. And I can kind of understand. It was at the end of the comeback versus Buffalo. Monarchs down 35-7 at the half. They come all the way to within 35 to, what, 28? Oh, my, oh, my. Those that were still at Cornblow Field at S.P. Ballard Stadium were screaming and ranting and raving. The comeback was on. Well, and when you initially look at this play, you want to put it at number two or number three because, one, it was, it was, a, it was fourth down. Mm-hmm. It, was oh, a, yeah. it was a great pass by D.J. That was Mack. fourth down? That was yeah, fourth down. Yeah, it was. Wow. 
<laughs> Roops. <laughs> it was a great catch by Zach Koontz. In traffic. It was, it was, there was in two, traffic, two defenders the there. The it was a great play, and but I can understand why you wouldn't put it on this list. Oh, totally, yeah. But we did. At number eight. Number, number eight. eight. It's Zach Koontz with a 19-yard almost game-tying touchdown against Buffalo. DJ Mack in the shotgun. Watson to his left. He's got it. Mack back to throw. Looping it toward the end zone. This is toward Koontz. Pass is caught by Zach Koontz. Touchdown. Old Dominion. 19 seconds to go. And they're an extra point away from tying this thing. What a play. Again to the corner. The six foot eight guy comes down with it. And you have got to be crazy. Unbelievable play. Just an unbelievable play. Made 35-34. The celebration after led to the penalty. Extra point. Pushed back. Missed it wide. Game over. And you know why that gives me goosebumps every time I hear it? It's, you, you hear Monarch Nation in the background. They went nuts. And, 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 and most of them weren't even there. Rightfully so. so. Rightfully so, too. It's like, you know, when you know when Ray Allen hits the three-pointer for the Miami Heat and people are trying to storm back into the into the arena to see that in the NBA Finals. Gets the Spurs. It, it's, you know, maybe Monarch Nation was trying to get back in there because that once the comeback was on and then, you know, the anticipation of, you know, th- this could be the play that ties the game. We're going to overtime and all these things, and it was just an unbelievable moment. It's too good a call. They had to listen to it on the radio. That's what it was. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. That's what it was. Ratings were wonderful. Both people enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, heck of a play. That was number eight, Zach Koontz, the 19-yard t- game-tying, almost game-tying touchdown against Buffalo. We ma- now move to uh, a guy that was banged up a lot of the year, but, boy, what a force he was and is when he's in the lineup, we, we think he's feeling as good as he's felt all year long. I'm talking about running back Elijah Davis. This is one of his shining moments. Uh, yeah, you call him the one-two punch, and that second punch is usually the knockout one. And and for a lot of the seasons, he's the guy that hits the home run punch. I mean, I mean, Watson's got his definitely got his share of touchdowns, but Davis comes in. He's one of those guys that gets, you know, eight, ten carries, and one of them just busts open for a wide-open touchdown. And this is a sneaky play because this game was a street fight. 10-10, fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Davis comes in after the botched field goal by Middle Tennessee and just busts up the middle for 45 yards for the touchdown out of nowhere. Against one of the better defenses we'd played against all year. So that makes it another big moment for that reason. That's why it's one of the top ten plays. At number seven. Number, number seven. seven. Elijah Davis, 45-yard touchdown run at Middle Tennessee. They're showing a throw look right now. they got nine guys down near the line of scrimmage. And here comes the handoff up the middle. Wide open spaces. Elijah Davis is going to go the distance. Touchdown, Old Dominion. Davis, 45 yards for the lead. Or it looks like an Elijah Davis look. That's what that is. Because they came down. They did cram everything to the middle, and they just the offensive line just let them wash down into the middle. Davis took one step to the outside, got one block, and then there's nobody. There's no second level because they're all up at the front. He gets to the second level, and there, there isn't one. He just keeps running. Elijah Davis, 45-yard touchdown run at Middle Tennessee, coming in at the as the number seven play as we count down the top ten plays of the 2021 football season for Old Dominion University. This is the On the Road with the Monarchs podcast. Ted Alexander, Andy Mashaw, James Witham, Eric Bohannon, glad to have you along wherever you may be. We're counting down the top plays from a crazy season. We certainly hope you remember where you were, what you were thinking at the time of these plays, and we are up to number six, and we'll uh, set this up, and uh, it's a combo. It's a back-to-backer, and it's uh, a defensive lineman, Eric, that uh, hadn't seen a lot of the spotlight. Uh, Defensive end, D.V. Harris, you know, a lot of times he's rushing the passer. In this particular instance, 
Max Borchenslager at FIU goes back to pass. Harris drops in coverage, makes a great play getting underneath the route, and then turns into a, a running back, makes some people misses, changes fields, and it's a pick six for Old Dominion. And after that, we're going to back-to-back it with the second D.V. Harris touchdown of the year. It's the scoop and score. Again, Charlotte, something to keep in mind as you listen. This is This is weird, but... Listen for the referee's mic. It's bumped during the play. The mic actually goes on for the referee. That's why it sounds crazy before he actually announces that it's an Old Dominion touchdown. At play number six. Number Number six. six. A combo to D.V. Harris, defensive TDs. Part one and two. Ball in the near hash mark. Mortenschlager, fake handoff. Looking, looking, still looking. Pressured. Throws near side. Pass is going to be picked off at the 39. This is TV Harris. Flags on the field. Harris cuts to the middle of the field. He's going to score. Will it hold up with the flag? Touchdown, Old Dominion. INT. Zone blitz. Defensive in with the interception. I think that flag is a hold, and I think it's going to stand. So he did one with the catch and the run with the pick six and his other with the scoop and score. 49ers also entered this day, five and six, hoping to get to a bowl. Reynolds, reverse spin. He loses the football. It's on the ground. Recovered, I believe, by the Monarchs. D.B. Harris into the end zone. Touchdown, Old Dominion. Out of the scrum comes 3-1. That is Harris's second touchdown on the season as a defensive end. First came on the pick. with a fumble recovery. And turned into the end zone for a touchdown. It looked like the 49er offensive line was all over it, but they never had control of it. And Harris comes in with a scoop and score. And it's 55-34. Great play from D.V. Harris. And... Uh, it's nice to know Richie Somerville told me about the mics, the ref getting bumped and his mic turned on, and then that's when it all goes haywire. <laughs> the, the, the whistle that blew out headsets across <laughs> the board. <laughs> the guy in the soundboard. How about D.B. Harris, first ODU defensive player to score two touchdowns in the same season? That's unbelievable. And two really good plays. One, the athletic interception and run afterwards, and the other one just being the man on the scene that made a play. And it's funny. I remember after that first one at FIU, I asked him, I said, you know, there's other schools that have, like, the turnover chain and stuff like that. I said, does Old Dominion have anything like that? And he said, no, but we should. And now you see why, (laughs) because he would be, like, the king of the turnover chain. He would. He wants it. Something about I I saw a turnover chain saw. Yeah, Oregon. Oregon State. Oregon State. that didn't hit me the right way. Yeah, that sounds yeah, like a really weird. good idea. If that yeah. hits you the wrong way, you're a big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> we have gotten through the top 10, 9, 8, 7, and 6 plays of the 2021 Old Dominion University football season. It's time for number 5, and this is one guy, one of the freshmen of the year in Conference USA, uh, Jason Henderson, the linebacker, number 42. My first thought of this young man is when he <laughs> didn't, didn't get a penalty on kickoff team, he's running down and he popped one of the players on the opposing team on his way into the end zone long after the play was over. The next kickoff that the Monarchs had, Henderson again is bombing down the field. He pops the referee <laughs> and gets the flag yep. this time. And I'm thinking, what's going on with this guy? Well, he is an aggressive dude. who can. He's a tackling machine yeah, a bit, we know and, a, and a special everybody. teams machine. This dude's good. 
He popped everybody, and he just has a nose for the football. He struggled a little bit in pass coverage early in the season, but he got that a little more ironed out. But he gets going downhill, man. you got to check to make sure there's only 142 on the field because he looks like he is everywhere. Eric, you were right on top of this game with Middle Tennessee. I mean, it was crunch time for the Monarchs. They had never beaten the Blue Raiders before, and he was the one that made the play. Well, and this was such a big play too, Ted, because Monarchs are leading 24-17, time's winding down. Middle Tennessee's driving at this point. It's third and one. They actually picked up the first down on this play, but Henderson comes in, knocks the ball out. Devin Brandt Epps recovered it. Talked to Jason last week. He didn't even realize he forced this fumble. He <laughs> knew he made the tackle, but he didn't even realize he forced it. And then Old Dominion wins the game. At play number five. Number five. five. We're getting worse at that, by the way. Number five. All right, let's 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 five. All right, it's number five. It's Jason Henderson, force fumble versus Middle Tennessee. Devin Brandt Epps recovers. Five. And here we go. Near side. And Anderson fumbles the football. The monarchs jump on it. Monarchs recover the football off the Anderson fumble, and that should do it. They are gonna end the game on a turnover against the best turnover team in the country. No, it's not Henderson. It's the big fella, Devin Brand Epps, with the recovery. And he jumped right on it. You're about to shoot me because I said it. <laughs> I was confused at first what you were what were you saying, but you got to the point. The only thing that I was disappointed about in that highlight was that the dress was not in the bag. I, I did not. Listen, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't do a lot of shopping this year. I didn't year hear with this. it. No, that, that, that's that was. the only disappointing thing in that highlight. That and Andy probably wasn't wearing his hat at the time. And that was play number five as the Monarchs get a huge oh. defensive play. Jason Henderson, the force fumble versus Middle Tennessee. Devin Brandt Epps recovers at number five. So we've got just the top four plays of the year. Have you figured out what the top four plays are for you? We know that Eric and I agreed on the top play. We know that head coach Ricky Ronnie, Eric, and I agreed on the top play, which is really a wonderful thing. I had the same top two. I just had him flipped. Yeah, I had him flipped as well. So Andy and I agreed, which should be no surprise. You're going to... Just a quick poll. You're going to take Andy and James or Ted, Eric, and the coach. If we're polling this room, it's going to be a tie. <laughs> I think if we, if like I'm I survive. I think we should take the guy who's got all the buttons and he's in the control of the podcast. I right mean, I, I, I could certainly switch them if you like. James <laughs> just ended the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we're now back. Uh, thank you, James, for uh, returning us to. I'm trying to see what Coach Ronnie's second play was. My demands were still not met. I'd just like to put that out there. Just for fun, from plays already we've had, Nick Saldaveri, the fumble recovery, which was 10 on the main list, was number two on head coach Ronnie's hey. list. Ooh. Uh, at number three on head coach Ronnie's list, we haven't heard that quite yet. Uh, let's see. Number four, the Henderson sack fumble. He also agreed with Eric and I. You guys saw it as a play that you know you didn't even remember. Hey, you guys didn't no, even have it on the no. list at so, all so until that, I brought so it up. I'm that. just saying. Just saying. Then you didn't vote for it. Yes, I did. Yeah. Hold 11th, on a second. 11th. Nicely done. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So where are we? Number four. <laughs> the license plate of that bus you just got thrown under. <laughs> All right, now it's to number four, back to the wacky game. I'm throwing a red flag. And if there's any way anybody can get a look at that FAU game, just just watch it and enjoy it and, and maybe have a couple of pops while you're there because it was it, just the first quarter. Just the first quarter was zany enough. Ironically, this play comes from much later in the game, but it's another <laughs> special teams play, Eric. And we learned early on, you kept us up to date on the blocks and the fact that the Monarchs have been in the front of the, the, the top of the country chart when it comes to uh, blocks this season. This was another one of them. This team is tied for first in the country with six block kicks with Cincinnati and Houston. Jason Henderson should have had one earlier in the game. He got this one. 
Artarian Johnson picks it up, runs it back 80 yards, made a you know a close game, a little bit breathing room, you know, 20 to 16 score. This makes it 22 to 16. FAU never scores again. At number four. Number, number four. four. I don't think Andy said four. I think he said eh. Is it four? <laughs> At number four, RT Johnson returns a blocked extra point for two versus FAU. Four. Terry Jones is hot, barking at his teammates as they get set for this extra point attempt from Aaron Sherrieri. Obviously a desperately important extra point. And they get through and block it. And they're going to scoop it up. And they're going to go the other way. And this could be two more for the Monarchs. Funkyscoring.com. It's Artarian Johnson with the blocked extra point for two. And no flags down. This is an insane football game. I don't know what to tell you, man. We've seen scores in every way possible today. Now, you clowns are laughing at me right here because I was trying to figure out that it was Artarian Johnson, and it took me a while to do it because, remember, he's not, like, stopping, flashing his jersey to me to show the, the number, et cetera, and there's a lot of stuff going on. Well, he was returning it. He had the time to do that. Now, to, to be fair, if you hear Monarch Nation in the background there, too, it was like, oh, wait a minute. We need to be excited about this because he's actually running yeah. with the ball down the other way. Wait, wait a minute. Direction. We can actually get points off of because this. Because at that point, we blocked so many kicks. Like, yeah, yeah, he blocked the kick. How many people at that second in the stadium said, do we get anything for this? I'm sure <laughs> Probably about, a lot. Does this mean, does this mean something? I'm sure people thought it was six. I mean, you just don't see it very often, so you don't know. Yeah. It came in at number four, R.T. Johnson's returning a, of a blocked extra point for two versus FAU. And I think more than just the two points, it was a momentum blaster for yeah. FAU. They thought they were all that going in there, Owls, hoo-hoo-hoo, uh, after the extra point. And I, whenever I'm watching a football game, if they shank the extra point, I got a problem because you didn't sort of complete the mission right there. And I think momentum went up in smoke for the Owls after that. They didn't just shank it. I mean, that was like a death blow right there for FAU. They they got the chair for that one because they never really recovered from that. That's what a my, shanked into the tree and back off your head shank. That's what that was. There oh. you go. All righty. Next up, the Oyster Bowl for 2021. That was way better than that. Come on. I thought it was horrible, and I, get, I threw you a bone. I mean, that's, that's all I'm doing. I right, know my shin hurt to fouled it up on my foot. <laughs> <laughs> Andy well, did not return that one for two. Well, <laughs> <coughs> fumbled out of bounds early. <laughs> Eric, you have anything to I'm say? I'm staying <laughs> quiet over here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the Oyster Bowl, Monarchs versus Charlotte. Both teams needed a win to become bowl eligible, and the man who had the game of his life ended up being the Oyster Bowl MVP, Ali Jennings, just the transfer from West Virginia. Showed us everything you want out of a wide receiver, and the the throws were wonderful as well. This was the best catch of the year, and, and the more we watched it, we watched it in slow motion, it got even better because it was a tough adjustment to start with and a great catch outstretched and then able to pull it in with the fingertips and keep it off of the ground. The coverage was perfect. It was right off of his back hip. This was the best catch I've seen all season, man. It was great. Not Go ahead, nine, Eric. Nine catches for 252 yards, three touchdowns. This was my number two play. And really, you had your pick of the litter here. You you had four or five catches we really could have I picked. I actually think play. Andy's talking about a different touchdown because he had three that day. Uh, I think you're talking about the, 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 the fingertip one where just I've never seen fingertip strength like that. This is the one where – uh, uh, Hayden Wolf had to slide in the pocket a little bit to avoid the rush. Oh, this was the yeah. This was the the post route. This one I like even better because I saw it. So he says, "Hold it, hold it!" He just oh. said it was the best play ever. Wait, wait, I'm not through yet. I'm not through yet. To my point, 
you have multiple plays from Jennings that we could. But, 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 but did, I'm not you didn't also yet. just say that this this was the I question said, of the year, right? Here. I said this was that was my favorite catch of the year. This is a better play because of the route that he ran. <laughs> oh, okay, it's a better play rather than the catch of play. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, doesn't yeah, realize yeah. this is the podcast. That you this, was, this was the non-move. And if you guys pay attention this on social here. media, He's screaming now. You He's saw now, right? you saw Mark Dupuis put it up there on there. The, levels. the wide receiver coach puts it up on there. The way they work this Ooh. route in practice, the footwork they they run on these skinny posts and he put such a good move on this corner that the guy almost fell down. I thought it was busted coverage because the guy fell down when he put the move on him. It was that good of a route. So if you have access to the practice footage, you'll, you'll be able to know that. What did you think of the third touchdown? Game? <laughs> was that just not up to the standards? I thought, I I thought it was a horrible call on the radio and it didn't sound good at all. He's flailing. He's flailing, but it's working. All right. Here we are. Play number three. Number three. Oh, number it, hey. Come on. I was on You it. were right on Thank it. you. Eric's th- half asleep at the switch. Ollie Jennings, touchdown versus Charlotte. You make the pick. Number three. Down here's Hayden Wolf. He's got a problem. He's going to go deep. Has a man out there. That's Jennings. Makes the catch of the 18. Reverse spin inside the 10. Touchdown, Old Dominion. Ollie Jennings pirouetting like a ballerina, and he dances into the end zone for six. Now that is a blown coverage. Somebody got lost in the back end of the 49ers secondary. Wolf gets to the outside, pressure coming. Good job by hanging in there because he knew he was going to get hit when he threw it. All right, which way was that? What do you think? No, see, I thought it was a blown coverage, but he made the guy fall down. He put such a good move on him off the line, he just slipped and he got lost entirely. So just for those trying to keep, that was the best play, but not the best catch. Yes. Those are two different things. I'll give you that. Okay. Two different things. Eric, your thoughts? Oh, I have no thoughts. I'm Switzerland. <laughs> What about you, James? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I just think in general, where the heck would we have been just this year without Ali Jennings? He's not going to let you use it. Like, like, like really, with it, there were so many there were drops at the beginning of the season, then Ali Jennings just couldn't drop the football after that. I mean, it just, it just seemed like he made catch after catch Speaking after Speaking of that. drops, we saw him drop a 210 at the bowling alley tonight. Oh, oh my yes. goodness. That Good was grief. The dude puts the spin on the ball and... Yeah. Going toward the pocket, he's got it, and then walks away like it's nothing. It's like it's nothing. <laughs> and he was knocking down uh, basketball shots last yes, night. Yes, he was at Dave and Buster's. Not as many as I was, but that's another story. Andy was knocking down milkshakes tonight, like <laughs> like it was an Olympic event in there. I thought I thought you were like you know a grappler needed to go up to. I thought sides. we were going to have to carry him to the car. <laughs> that's all you, James. <laughs> all right, that was <laughs> that's play number three. Ali Jennings, one of his three number touchdowns three. against. <laughs> <laughs> against Charlotte. All right, two plays to go. We won't stop till we reach number one. Uh, at play number two, it's another one of those plays in the in the. I guess maybe we voted the game of the year, the La Tech game, the one that ended the streak just after we announced we're going to the Sun Belt. Everybody's feeling the vibe after the bye week. They come in there in a tight ball game. They execute, and this is just one of the huge game plays in that game. And Louisiana Tech had just taken a seven to three lead. We haven't really done much on kickoff return all year. We knew Lamarion James was explosive and had the ability to do it, and he certainly showed us. In this day and age, James, where, where it's a lot of fair catches and a lot of touchbacks and those types of things, not the case here. And you're thinking, he's been itching to do this all year long. As a kick returner in, in today's game, you get so frustrated, right, because either you have to call for the fair catch, let it go over your head, or you know sometimes there's penalties on special teams. Not this time. It's playing number two. Number, number two. two. Lamar and James, 100-yard kickoff return versus Louisiana Tech. 
Lamarian James, he comes out from a yard deep across the 15, the 20. Lamarian James, the thir- 25, heads to the far side. He's got some speed. He's got some room. Lamarian James to midfield. He's to the 40. He's to the 30. Lamarian James down the far sideline. Touchdown, Old Dominion. Lamarian James goes 101 yards, and the Monarchs are back in front. No flags, and man, what a return. He had the speed going right out of the gate and never slowed down. You know, you can totally understand. Holy smokes! Lamarion James shot out of a cannon, and it's the first kickoff return for a touchdown since October 28th, 2017, when Isaiah Harper did it twice at North Texas. I think the reason you paused there, Ted, is because you needed to reach for the oxygen tank well, after the beginning of that call. You know why people love kickoff returns. Because, you know, if, if you sort of telestrate that where he's going, it's, it's like a fly to picnic in a windstorm. And <laughs> it he's was just, crazy. Just, just the speed he showed cutting across the field, the kickoff return for touchdown. I understand why they want to limit them because of the safety things. But that was a wonderful play. And the vision he has to have to see the, the opening space over there and not only see it but go get it is incredible. We talked. You talked about Isaiah Harper because uh, he was the last one to do it. We talked to him a couple of days ago because he's still helping out with the team's GA, and uh, he it looked to me like it was a left return, and they had it set up as a kick to the left, so he had the green light to take it out. I talked. We were talking to Isaiah. It's like you you played during before the fair catch rule and after the fair catch rule. He said, I hate that rule. It's like the worst rule in college football is return guys. They hate it. But this is one of the rare times when you kind of get the green light. You return left, return kick. He took it out, and he didn't waste it. At number two, Lamarion James, 100-yard kickoff return versus Louisiana Tech. I burst into tears as soon as, he t- as soon as he told me this, but Eric said, no, it's not 101 yards, not 106 yards. It's not 109-yard oh, yeah. kick six. It's not Explain that again and have it make sense to the people. In college football, 100 yards is the longest return or Play. interception, <laughs> kickoff, punt, whatever. It's the longest return you can have. Is it because they can't figure out how deep in the end zone they were? And let's figure that out. It's, it could be that. The stat system, NCAA live stats, genius stats, the program only goes from end zone to end zone. So that is why it is a 100-yard kickoff return. And we have this conversation. So it's, fault. it's my fault. <laughs> we have this conversation anytime there is a 101-plus yard play. Kind of playing fast and loose with the word genius there, aren't they? They are, aren't they? A little they? bit. Don't get me started. That's, an, that's another podcast. <laughs> Episode three. <laughs> It'll be the last podcast as, as Eric is sent to the brig. So we've counted down. Quickly, huh? before we move on, I want to point out the fact that you had Oscar Smith written in here, then a big red ink is crossed off in the correct That is school. my fault. It's called See, that is my fault. As a former Indian River Brave, we have to give credit to Lamarion James being an Indian River Brave, and we have to make sure we get that in I wonder why he even brought up the Oscar Smith thing here. Why did he do that? That's what I'm Oscar wondering. Smith. I know. It's it was crossed out for <laughs> Indian River. It's crossed out. Yeah, but we have to point that out. Number two. <laughs> 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 That's where this podcast Southeastern is going. District you don't thing. watch out. All right, here it's we buffering. go. We're we're up to the final play of the year. And as Eric mentioned in the early going, it's any of these plays could be p- number one, two, three, four, whatever. Um this had three votes for number one, two votes for number two from our panel, which included the four of us here, Ricky, Ronnie, Richie Somerville had a word in it as well. Um, and 
it's the, the, the play that sealed the deal and the game that turned the season around. And I think that's, that's pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty high praise. And, we t- and what is forgotten is earlier in the game to tie the score at 20. Nick Rice kicked the 26-yarder, not a long kick, but tie the score at 20-20. The fourth and three play that Louisiana Tech fails to get. The Zach Koontz catch. Blake Watson runs a four, five, and eight yard, sets up the 46-yard field goal attempt, and Nick Rice drills it. And all of those plays you just mentioned mean nothing if this doesn't go through. And this is coming right off of that Buffalo game that he he pushed the the extra point wide that would have tied that one. And think about how much is riding on this kick. If you don't make this kick, you go to overtime, you could be toast. The season could be over. That's how. That's why this kick. Another reason this kick was such a big deal. It is play number one. Number, number one. one. Nick Rice, forty-six yard field goal beats La Tech and ends the losing streak. A 46-yard field goal attempt to win it for Nick Rice and the Monarchs. Kicking from left to right. Snap is good. The ball is down. The kick is up. It has the distance. And the kick is good! Nick Rice, good from 46 yards. And the Monarchs have their first win over an FBS opponent since November 10th of 2018. How about that? Final score, Old Dominion 23, Louisiana Tech 20. Well, if you're going to get a first win, do it in style, right? Wow, again, they're down by the student section celebrating just like they did seven years ago when these two teams went right down to the wire. What a ball game. Nick Rice, 46-yard field goal, beats Louisiana Tech. And the Monarchs haven't lost since. Two guys we should not forget about on that play. True freshman long snapper Anthony Zaccaro certainly hasn't been in a high-pressure situation like that. And the holder John Morton, who's a long snapper by trade, also the holder uh, for the Monarchs. Perfect snap, perfect hold. Kick goes through the uppers. He's actually like the third string long snapper because our second long snapper has now become the holder because he had the most experience doing it. And when our primary long snapper hatcher went down and so yeah you're right and, and these guys are clutch and that says a lot to the depth on this team that ricky ronnie and the coaching staff have put together because when you put yourself in that situation that's a tough situation especially for a long snapper to become holder and to just put that all together for such a huge moment that i agree with eric that you got to give him credit for we that. talked to john earlier this year and the thing is so much has to go right to make those things work that we take so for granted extra points or short field goals of those type of punts even and that type of stuff and maybe it, we should give a shout out to rick lovato of the eagles and the super bowl champ there and he was a monarch and he became a, a, a great snapper at the national football league level and we started paying attention there and you realize he's on the money every time and it's so necessary for that to make the play complete his job depends on him being perfect every time if he's not he's hanging out with us any other plays you guys think of that we may have uh, left off? Not that we're going to add them at this late date, but uh, <laughs> any other plays sort of deserve uh, post-game show uh, consideration? Okay. <clears throat> there are probably a number of them, but we just can't think of them. And that's, and that's just it. It's been that kind of year. Well, you know what? We've got plays coming up from the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Oh, we've got blank spaces my to no- fill. My number 10 play. 
Very uh, good. Eric did get that at another ten. Got no credit for it. Uh, so as Taylor Swift would say, blank space uh, for that one coming up on on Monday against Tulsa. But gentlemen, it's been a pleasure counting down the top uh, ten plays and then some of the 2021 ODU football season. Uh, Andy, final words? No, this is great. I loved it. This is fun. We recap all this stuff all the time. The first time we've ever done it in a podcast form. I think it was great. James? And it's so funny because if of all the years to add more to the list, I think this would be the year where yeah. we could get half of a top 10 set of plays just in this next game because, the you know, bowl games, everything's on the line. You never, you never know what kind of crazy plays you're going to see. Also tends to give up a lot of points on special teams. All of Marion James, I hear his name calling again. Possibly. Eric, what do you think? I can't wait to do these podcasts again next year, Ted. Or even sooner than that Ooh. because Monarch's on the road all season long and all year long. I mean, there are other sports, gentlemen. That's you true. might have to get this band back together sometime. Honorable man. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. Thank you so much for tuning in. For Andy Mishaw, James Witham, Eric Bohannon, this is Ted Alexander. Good night. The top ten plays of the year from Old Dominion Football.